you're ready to take your leadership to the next level, you're in the right place. This is the Think on Purpose podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Fry. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Today, I want to talk about the topic of time management, but let's clear something up right away. We aren't actually trying to manage our time. We're trying to manage our brains around the time that we have. And I'm going to talk about this in a little bit more detail, but I just want to make sure we set the stage and we're all on the same page that time itself is not something that we are trying to manipulate. Instead, we are trying to make intentional decisions about how we spend our minutes, our seconds, our hours. So I want to talk with you about the idea of time. And when you think about managing your brain around time, what comes up for you? What's the first thing that jumps in your brain? For a lot of people, it's things like, there's never enough. I can never get everything done. I wish I had more time. Some people have a thought around, I just need a better calendar. I just need a better system. I just need a better process which may or may not be true. The second question I have for you is why? Why do you want to incorporate a different calendaring system or a better process or even time management at all? Why do you want to incorporate it into your life or your business? Now, I've always been someone who gets a lot of things done. Something that people have always told me, wow, you get a lot of things done. How do you do that? But I've also been a person who gets a lot of things done at her own expense. And one of the things that I've noticed is there's three patterns of behavior that when I am in this space, I'm actually maybe productive, maybe from the outside, but what's actually happening on the inside is I'm creating burnout and disconnection with myself. So why we do what we do is really, really important. Why we do what we do dictates how we do it, the energy in which we're getting things done. So there's three sort of myths around calendaring, time management, however you want to phrase it, that I have seen and that have negatively impacted how I'm showing up for my own calendar, for my own tasks. So here's the first one. Sometimes people think that there's not enough time and so they need to make time. They need to somehow create it. But this is coming from this place of force and control. And when you think about force and control, it's actually a constriction of energy. It's not an increase in capacity. And so this constriction really fuels things like waking up super early and then going to bed super late. So yeah, it might be true that I'm checking more things off my to-do list, but I'm doing it at the expense of myself. Yes, it's true that maybe I'm able to schedule six hours of meetings and get a key project done and do my budget and have a one-on-one. That could be true. But again, what is being sacrificed? What is being, what is being lost in the process of simply doing? So that's the first one that I see is this idea of I have to force more time. I have to fit more in and I'm going to do that by expanding the time in which I work, not by actually thinking about things in a different way or expanding my capacity to make decisions or prioritizing. The second myth that I see is people believe that they'll feel productive or they'll feel efficient 
when they manage their time. And that makes sense because everything we do or don't do is because of how we think it will make us feel. But that just isn't how the world works. We don't actually create a feeling of efficiency or production or abundance because of what we do. In fact, I want to offer you it's the opposite. That when we feel productive or efficient or abundant or like there's plenty of time, then we show up differently in our space. We show up differently in how we calendar. We show up differently to our meetings. So it's actually the opposite is true. In order to fuel our... Again, we'll use the word time management, but the way that we think about our time, that comes from the energy of our feelings not the other way around. Simply following a calendar, simply checking off a to-do list doesn't cause a feeling. Now, I know there are people who will argue with me, especially when it comes to that to-do list, because I know it does feel good to check off that item. And if you're anything like me, maybe you've actually done something and then you go back, write it on the to-do list simply so you can cross it off, check it off. I get that that feels good, but it's also because we're thinking that feels good. It's because we're thinking, oh, I did something. It's because we're thinking I was productive or I did the thing. That's what's creating that amazing feeling. Okay. So coming from not enough, so we we try to create time. We try to force more things into, into our days. Second is believing that somehow we will feel better. We'll feel productive. We'll feel efficient. We'll feel abundant when we follow a calendar. And then here's the third myth that I see is that we somehow have attached a moral superiority and we believe that following a calendar or following a task list or having a system is morally superior than not. But here's the truth. Following a calendar or having a time management system is not actually morally superior. But I will offer that when we can have that structured plan, when we know the process in which we're going to discern how we spend our time, what we give ourselves is a better chance at achieving our dreams. But it doesn't make us somehow better. So I want you to notice when you get a little judgy, when you feel just like that little bit of a high of like, oh, I got so much done, especially compared to other people. Just notice when those thoughts come up for you and get curious about them. So those are the three myths that I see quite frequently when it comes to time management. And I have definitely fallen into these. And the problem is when I'm in these spaces, when I'm not coming from a more thoughtful or a more positive energy, I get frustrated with myself when the system doesn't work. Or I beat myself up because I'm thinking like, oh, like it's still just not enough time. I'm still not doing enough. Can you see how that pattern would very easily lead to burnout when even when I'm working from say 5 in the morning until 10 o'clock at night, it still doesn't feel like enough? That is a recipe for burnout, my friends. It's also not a very self-compassionate way to approach our lives when we think that we just have to keep doing more, or when we think that following a calendar or completing a to-do list will either make us feel better or that following a calendar is somehow morally superior than not having a system in place. So just 
be mindful of not just how we're approaching this system, but then also what's the judgment I'm making it mean about myself if I do or do not follow the plan that I have set. So I want to talk with you a little bit about what that process of calendaring and time management can look like. And this is by no means the full, um, the full program that I teach my private clients, but it's enough that it's going to get you started. So the first thing that I want you to do is really plan from your future self. And what I mean by that is when you consider the meetings, the tasks, the projects that you're planning to accomplish, put yourself into that future self space. So if today is Monday and I am planning for Friday, on Friday, am I really going to want to work until 6 p.m.? Am I really going to have the mental capacity at Friday at 5 o'clock to complete a project? So just be thinking about how can I set myself up for success? How can I be so loving and kind and compassionate and also get things done? So plan from my future self. I'll give you a quick example, and this is a small one. But when I do household tasks, and I don't really want to, but I do them anyway, like laundry or filling the gas tank, I'm always super happy the next day that my past self set set me up for success. How can you set yourself up for success knowing what you are capable of, knowing what your day typically looks like? So planning from your future self. The second one is most time management has you scheduling, like Stephen Covey used to call it, the big rocks, the really important stuff. And when most of us hear that, we interpret that as big projects or the most important tasks. And 100% that is true. And I also want you to consider free time and self-care to be one of your big rocks. And that is a little bit counter to what we hear in a lot of time management spaces. So for me, that looks like scheduling free time, scheduling, I'll put it in the self-care bucket, workouts, time off, meals, especially scheduling lunch. That's really important for me because that is an easy one for me to miss. When I don't eat lunch, then around 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, I get the hunger pangs. I get a little bit snacky. I'm a little cranky. It's harder to focus. And so I start eating things that maybe aren't my first choice. So planning lunch is a really big deal for me. And it's like 20, 30 minutes. This is not a long amount of time. So workouts, time off, meals, and connection with friends and family, and sleep. Making sure that I have those things on my calendar first. Then the next thing that I plan is focus time. And this is two hours of uninterrupted time every day where I'm producing a specific result. So it could be producing a Facebook ad. It could be completing my funnel. It could be um, creating a new landing page. It could be reaching out to a certain number of people to schedule coffee dates. But at the end of that two hours, I have something very tangible and concrete that has been accomplished. Now, again, if you are not used to operating in this manner, your brain is going to throw up a lot of objections of why two hours isn't going to work for you. And just notice that. Just notice the objections that are coming up in your brain. And I want you to flip the script a little bit and just ask yourself, how might this be possible? How might it be possible that I can get two hours of work done? Some considerations are... What time of day is best for you to have that really solid think time? 
when are you less distracted? When are you most likely to be able to focus, get things done, be in that creative space? Another tip for creating that focus time is making sure that you have all of your stuff together, whether it's your beverages, it's your spreadsheets, it's your resources, whatever that is, that they're all together at your desk ready to go so that you don't have any excuses to walk away from that workspace or to get distracted. Okay. And then here's the last one. And this is the one that I find most often gets in folks' way when it comes to planning their, planning their schedule. And that is to predict and plan for the unexpected. Most things that we think are unexpected are actually quite predictable. And here's what I mean. If you have a manager on duty schedule, or you have an on-call schedule, or you are a parent with kids at home, or you are caretaking for an older parent or a relative, it's very easy for us to believe that because of these circumstances, because of these situations, time management simply will not work for us. But that is not actually the case. A lot of these things we can plan and they are actually predictable. So for example, if I, if I have small kids at home and I know that they take a nap every day from 2 to 4, usually then two to four might not be when I have my focus time, but maybe that I do something else in that time frame. Maybe my focus time is earlier in the morning, or maybe my focus time is in the afternoon. Maybe it's when they're in bed, but I'm offering myself some flexibility knowing that two to four may or may not actually be the time that I can truly focus. So just be thoughtful about what is my actual life like? And this kind of goes back to that first point of planning from my future self. I'm not planning from the ideal case. I'm planning from the reality of my life. So another example is, let's say every Tuesday I meet with my boss. And every Tuesday, I know that I walk away with two or three different assignments. I may not plan my focus time for Tuesday afternoon because I know that I'll have some... I'll have some um, some tasks for my boss that I'll need to get done that afternoon. But I can plan for that. If I'm on call or I'm the manager on duty, same thing. I know there's a very high likelihood that someone is going to call upon me, which is totally fine. That's part of that responsibility. So instead of planning focus time when I am on call and then getting frustrated that I have to stop what I'm doing in order to respond to an emergency or someone who needs my assistance... I'm going to plan around that. It is predictable. I can plan from my reality and not from my best case scenario. And that is a difference that I see can really shift how people use these time management tools. So let's do a quick review. One, make sure that you're planning from your future self and from the actual reality of your life and not what you hope your life will look like. Not the best case scenario that happens like, once, you know, once a month. Number two, scheduling your free time and your self-care first. Workouts, time off, meals, connection, sleep. Number three, focus time. Two hours every work day of uninterrupted time where you're producing a specific result. And then number four, predict and plan for the unexpected. Most of the things that we think are surprises are actually very predictable. 
So I'd love to know what which of these tips is working for you, what you're struggling with. Find me on Instagram, drop me a message, and I'm going to have a follow-up to this session because there is so much here. So I'd love to know your questions so that I can address those directly. Have an amazing day. Hey, don't forget to like and follow me on Instagram at jen.fry.coaching, where we share more tips, more personal stories, and continue our journey to think on purpose. And if you liked today's episode, click those three dots and share it with a friend.